Well, this morning, again, we are thrilled to have the opportunity to hear from two of our young adults, uh, Reed Burton and Ruth Horn. Uh, and to frame our testimonies uh, today, as we did last week, uh, we'd like to read from Scripture. And this week, we're going to be reading from Luke chapter 2, uh, verses 41 to 52. And this is the only story we have of Jesus in his adolescence, right around the age of 12. And this is the story of Jesus as his family travels to Jerusalem, as they would every year, for Passover. Every year... Jesus' parents went to Jerusalem for the festival of the Passover. When he was 12 years old, they went up to the festival according to the custom. After the festival was over, while his parents were returning home, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but they were unaware of it. Thinking he was in their company, they traveled on for a whole day. Then they began looking for him among their relatives and friends. When they did not find him, they went back to Jerusalem to look for him. After three days, they found him in the temple courts, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. Everyone who heard him was amazed at his understanding and his answers. When his parents saw him, they were astonished. The mother, his mother said to him, Son, why have you treated us like this? Your father and I have been anxiously searching for you. Why were you searching for me, he asked. Didn't you know that I had to be in my father's house? But they did not understand what he was saying to them. Then he went down to Nazareth uh, with them and was obedient to them. But his mother treasured all these things in her heart. And Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. This story's inclusion in the book of Luke, in Luke's narrative um, of Jesus' life, his, his early adolescent life, is unique and it's powerful. It gives us a glimpse at Jesus leaning into and growing into who he is. Uh, like many parents of preteens, Jesus was the source of stress for Mary and Joseph. But unlike most preteens, the source of stress was because Jesus wandered off into the temple courts to talk theology uh, with the teachers and elders who were blown away at his knowledge and his insight. I don't know about you, but I always find it really hard to wrap my head around this idea of both the full divinity and the full humanity of Jesus, that somehow Jesus is both fully human and fully God at the same time. I wonder how Jesus saw that at age 12. Did he know that he was special? He certainly didn't act like it. Did he know that at this point that he would eventually go on to be crucified for the sins of the world? I hope that myself and maybe you will have the, answer, the opportunity to ask Jesus that question someday. What we do get to see here though is Jesus growing into his calling that he had a sense of who he was, uh, but perhaps at this point, it wasn't quite fully clear. I know many of us can identify with that regardless of our age, but especially as, as we mature into adults, there is so much to learn about who we are and how the world works. 
So this morning, we have the opportunity to hear from Ruth Horn and Reed Burton, um, both near and dear to us at, uh, in the Courtright community here. And we're going to hear what God has been doing in their lives, how God is refining their calling, and where they might be headed. So before we hear from them, let's pray. God, would you give us ears to hear this morning? We thank you for the gifts of these stories that we've heard these past few weeks. We are continually thankful that you are at work in our midst among both young and old. Speak to us now through these testimonies. Amen. Uh, hi, my name's Ruth, and for those of you who don't know, I did a Bible school program in Greece earlier this year. I spent two months at a Cape and Ray school there on a schooner. So we were, there were 11 of us students and we were on a boat together. We were able to sail around and explore different historical sites, all the while focusing mostly on Paul and his journeys and his letters. And it was an absolutely amazing experience. I feel so blessed to be able to have gone in the midst of the pandemic and just be able to learn so, so much about God and about the way that he is providing uh, in so many different ways and to meet some really, really amazing people. One of the biggest things that God taught me while I was there was the importance of going back to the basics of my faith and really looking at my foundation. And so it was just absolutely amazing to be able to have some time where I was removed from my day-to-day -day responsibilities and life and where I could just sit and think and pray and wrestle with some of the big questions that I've had in life that I tend to put off to the side when I have other responsibilities. So yeah, just being able to sit down and look at why I believe and what I believe and thinking about the difference between knowing and trusting and the choice that uh, lies in between both of those because one of the things that became so apparent to me while I was there was that I can know all of these Bible stories and I can I can know the Bible, but do I really choose to put my wholehearted trust into it? I, am I willing to trust wholeheartedly, not blindly believe, but know the facts and the truth and then choose to lean on that as my foundation and let that shape my view and shape the way that I live? I think the main thing that God has been teaching me in the last little bit is that if I believe what he says and if I believe that he is who he says he is then I should rely solely on him and why would I not because if he says that he is the creator of all life if he's the creator of the world and if he is a good God then what better way is there to live than the way that he's outlined for me and for all of us is there something else out there that has been able to provide for me and love me and push me and teach me better than God has? And I've realized that the answer to that is definitely not. Um, and during my time in Greece and since then, I've been looking at these questions more and more and realizing that if I really believe what I say I believe, then why not let God be the only leader and the only director of my life and surrender completely to him? And yeah, 
it was one of one of the times when we were there just about the last few days of the course we were wrapping up on a base on land and the Greek government announced a few days before the course ended that they would be shutting down the country and so within 24 hours we had to reschedule flights and book ferries to get back to the mainland and buses just to be able to yeah just to be able to get back to the airport in time to leave the country safely and so the next day we got up to leave the base and we were booked for an early morning ferry to the mainland and we got to the ferry dock and realized that it was too windy and the morning ferry had been cancelled. So we were going to miss our bus that afternoon and so we had to reschedule everything and just kind of thrown into this chaos. So we rescheduled later for a later ferry, we went to the dock and then the ferry was an hour late. We got on the ferry but then we managed to get to the mainland at the exact same time that they said they would, even if the ferry was an hour late. We got to the bus station, and since we had to reschedule so last minute, we were only able to book a certain amount of tickets. So they said, you'll have to go in when you get there and see if you can manage to get the rest of the tickets while you're there. So we went in, and we were seeing these people coming out saying, they have no more spaces on the bus, I guess we'll have to get one tomorrow. And then the girl that we sent in to get the tickets came out and she said they had the exact number of seats for our group. And so we were able to get onto the bus and we were able to get into Athens to be able to catch our plane. And it was just one thing after another after another where things could have gone so wrong, but God was able to provide so much for us. And one of the things that we all realized during all of this was that none of us had gone into this with any plan because we were thrown into it very last minute and we had absolutely no clue what we were doing. We did not think we knew what was best for us. And in that, God was able to provide when we were able to acknowledge the fact that we were not in control. We did not have the best plan. And God stepped in and showed us all of the ways that things could have gone so horribly wrong, but he just provided one thing after another. And it was such an um, amazing experience to be able to see all of that and to show each other and to be able to have an amazing story to share with others about God's provision. One of the Bible verses that had come up so many times when I was there and has become kind of an anchor for me since I've been back is Philippians 1 verses 3 to 6. It says, I thank my God every time I remember you. In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. This kept coming up in so many ways, and for me, it's a reminder that our life as followers of Christ is a partnership. It is not something that we're meant to be doing alone, and in fact, it's something that I cannot do on my own. It's impossible for me to do what's asked of me, and that is why he who began a good work in me will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. And it's not up to me to better myself. It's not up to me to live for Christ, but it's up to me to let Christ live through me. 
And all that it's asked of me is to submit to God's plan, to his guidance and his leadership. And what he wants done in my life, he will do. And I'm just to be open to what he points out. So if he points out that there's an area of my life where I need to repent and where I need to grow, then he will help me to grow in this area. And I am not alone in that. There is nothing that I am to do on my own and I never have to be alone. He has always been there and he is always there continuing what he started when I first acknowledged him as my Lord and Savior. I learned so much about how faith is not achieved. It's continually in the works and continually growing and being built on until the day of Christ Jesus. Then and only then will the good work be done. And until then, I continue to grow in what he has planned for me and learn and grow so much through his grace. Good morning, church. Uh, if you don't know me, uh, I'm Reed, uh, Reed Burton. Um, this fall, I've been working at Ontario Pioneer Camp uh, up in Huntsville. Um, if you don't know what Ontario Pioneer Camp is, it is a summer camp with a year-round program. So um, they have three camps. They have adventure camp, boys camp, and girls camp. Adventure camp is for younger kids, ages, I think it's five to 10. Boys camp is 11 to 16. Uh, boys and girls camp is girls ages 11 to 16. Uh, so they have lots of programs there throughout the summer. Um, but this year, I'm doing the lead program at camp. Uh, this is my second year there. I have been given kind of more responsibility at camp and with the lead program. The lead program is designed for um, graduates out of high school and people from age 18 to 25 who are looking for a gap year program. Um, it is designed for leadership, discipleship, experience, um, yeah. Uh, so it's designed for those things. Um, we, in the past years, uh, like last year, we, in September and October, we would have uh, school groups come up. We would lead activities with school groups. We would lead mountain biking, axe throwing, archery, canoeing, high ropes, uh, rock climbing. And then in the winter, um, on top of those, we would have snowshoeing, cross-country skiing, and Quincy building. Quincy building is kind of building a big snow fort, pretty much. Um, so yeah, this year has been really different for camp because we cannot have school groups up. Uh, we can only have people above the age of 18. Um, so that's led us to do some women's weekends, um, father-son weekends at camp, uh, mother-daughter, and then we've had a few other weekend groups come in. So that was primarily what I did in October when I went up to camp. Um, so I went up to camp in October. Um, I started working with those groups. We had about eight groups throughout some September and October. And then at the end of October, um, every year, a program in Germany called Liebenzell will send six or six or so Germans so this year we have six German students staying with us at camp again. So near the end of October, they came. So part of my job at camp was to kind of welcome them, help them train, help get them trained in the kitchen, uh, on activities or program, and just help them kind of get settled in. So this year has obviously been really different for everybody, and especially at camp because of um, the groups. But um, God has been teaching me a lot at camp. Um, one of the things he's really been teaching me is confidence. Uh, he's really been teaching me confidence in myself and in my leadership. And the confidence is confidence in him. 
Um, last year when I was at camp, um, I was, we were thrown into the position and we had to lead groups of 200 people by ourselves. Um, I had never done that before. I wasn't super confident with it, but um, I got kind of more and more confident as the year went on. Um, I really tried to focus on building my confidence in myself this year. Um, knowing, knowing answers, being confident that I know answers, um, confident that I know where things are at camp and how uh, programs should be run um, if, with leading groups as well. Confident um, that I, I know everything that I need to know and just confidence to speak in front of people. Uh, God has also been teaching me confidence in Him. Um, I've really been working on that this year too, is becoming confident in God and who He says He is and all of His promises to me. Um, I'm confident that all things will, will work out um, for the good, those who believe in Him. Um, this year it has been hard kind of sometimes to have confidence that everything will work out and that everything, that He has a plan for everything. But uh, I know that he does have a plan for everything and um, everything that's happening at camp or at home or whatever, um, he's going to use that. Um, some other things that God has been teaching me uh, is how to surrender. So he's, been, he's been teaching me how to surrender um, my choices, my future, my needs, my emotions, um, my desires, um, everything. Really, he's been really teaching me how to surrender everything to him and give it to him um, through prayer. And I have found that this year, I've had days where I just, I felt like I couldn't do it anymore. Couldn't do camp, just I needed needed a break. But uh, I just prayed to God and I said, God, I just wanna, I just wanna surrender all of my feelings, everything I'm feeling right now. And it, it felt like a weight lifted off my shoulders and my chest. Um, yeah, and especially surrendering my choices and my future. Um, Everybody's future is kind of uncertain right now with COVID and everything that's happening. But um, I really have been trying to surrender those and give those to God. And they're not because I want God's path for my life. I don't want to do my own path. Um, yeah, I, I really want to give God my future, um, whether that's where I go to school, um, where I live, um, what I do in the summer, or even how I just live my daily life. I really want to give God all my choices every single day um, because like I said God's plan is so much better than mine and uh, and yeah his plan is better than mine and I, I want his way for my life um, yeah so really I've been really focusing on surrendering and confidence and those two things have kind of been things I've been working on this year um, camp has definitely helped because like I said for camp I, I have to stand in front of groups and I have to be confident that what I'm saying is true and I what I and that I know what I'm saying um, and also surrendering like this year is so uncertain with camp um, things yeah things are so uncertain we could have groups in the new year we could not have groups in the new year we could um, yeah things are so uncertain and it's just it, sometimes it's kind of hard to think about how I'm gonna do it myself but uh, I know that if I surrender that feeling to God and those um, those choices in my future to God that um, he's going to work it out and that's that's even nice for me because then that's something I don't have to worry about it's something that I know is taken care of by um, a good God and it's something that I don't have to, to worry about and wrestle over and lose sleep over um, in the future these things will definitely help me um, 
big decisions, I'll be able to surrender them to God and uh, kind of give those to God and trust that God will be, be there with me and will help me in those decisions. And also my confidence. If in my future at school, um, I'm going to have to be confident in what I do. And if I'm in a position of leadership anywhere, I'm going to have to be confident in myself. Uh, and I'm going to gonna have to be confident in God. Um, confident that God will help me through these, these times and the times that I'm, and, and what I'm doing. And yeah, just have to be confident in God and myself. Um, yeah, so those, that's kind of what I've been up to this fall. Um, if you guys have any questions about camp or camp ministry, um, you can let me know. Um, yeah, thank you. I hope you guys have a good, good rest of your service.